Here we are. Welcome to the Fatty Life Podcast. My name is Joel. I'll be your host today. I have a guest speaker this afternoon, um, a good friend of mine, and who a guy who's been a source of inspiration for me in places that I truly wasn't expecting. Um, I'm going to discuss today about, uh, I'll have a discussion about change. We're going to discuss uh, how change kind of jerks us. We're going to discuss change from an organizational perspective. We're going to discuss change from a personal perspective. You don't necessarily approach the two differently. Um, and in my change management seminars and the change mastery luncheon that's coming up in January, I'll discuss the details of how to intrinsically move around change. But in today's podcast, we're going to talk about how change can impact us. And the reason that it's important to understand how change impacts us is because if you don't understand how it impacts you, then you're not going to really value the need to identify the purpose behind change. And if you're not going to value the need to identify purpose behind change, then change agents that come into your life with a purpose are going to smack you in the head. And you're going to wonder what the fuck. And in the process of wondering what the fuck, you're going to miss out on the reason. We are growth beings. We are people. People are here to grow and live. We live through experience. Experience teaches us. We also learn from books. But change is all part of that. Education changes us. Health scares change us. Health issues and challenges and cancer and diabetes and all these things change us. And there's a purpose in them. Um, There's a purpose in it all. If you've listened to my podcast before, if you've ever talked to me before, if we've ever had a discussion on religion, um, understand that I'm not here to tell you who you should and shouldn't believe in, but we have a common denominator in our religious perspective, and that is that God or the universe is all good, all loving, all knowing. And the idea that it is all good, all loving, all knowing means that it's here to teach us. And that can seem like a jump, but none of you have ever been considered any one of God's adults, right? And thinking about being God's adults can seem a little awkward. People have talked about us as God's children, and there's Mother Nature, and we are the children of the earth, whether we're adults or we're, you know, adolescents, we are the earth's children. And the reason that's important in today's discussion is because being part of a process like that where we are, children are learning beings, right? And at some point, some of us decide or life helps us decide that we don't want to learn and grow anymore. We get stunted, whether it's through drugs or a heart attack or cancer or something traumatic in your life that just stunts you somehow. That growth process, wherever it gets stunted, influences how you deal with change. Definition of the impact of change is growth. When you sit with me in a life coaching session or you're in one of my motivational speaking seminars, we talk about a growth mindset. And the reason the growth mindset's important is because it allows you the window, the perspective to see that even the shitty things that are happening to you have a purpose. And if those shitty things have a purpose, then it gives you a moment to say, wait a minute, if there's a purpose, then in I know that things are here to teach me what are those lessons I'm supposed to learn. Even though those lessons might suck, the point is is that even the shitty things have a reason. And if they have a reason, then it's something you ought to be grateful for. 
Not, oh man, it's awesome, I can't afford to pay my bills, or it's really fucking cool that I don't have a job right now and I, I'm stressed out for the holidays. Um, I'm talking about gratitude in a way that that stress, like damn, this is some stressful shit, not having any money for the holidays, what's the purpose behind it? It's not just to make you feel stressed. An all-good, all-loving, all-knowing entity called God of the Universe wouldn't create beings that are designed for nothing. Because anywhere else in the world, things have a reason. From trees to cells. Think about all the decisions that landed you to listen to this podcast today, to watch this YouTube video. All of the things that happened, the micro-choices. Deciding when to wake up, deciding how long to brush your teeth, how not long, the bathroom, getting to work, the traffic, the lights, how many bites you took on your food. They all influence where you are right now. And where you are right now can't be an accident. Because everything happens for a reason. God didn't stub his toe and all of a sudden you're like, fuck. Oh, I'm just in this shit. The universe isn't like, oh, we forgot about you. And that's where, that to me... In this fatty world, in this place of having an impact, that's where the faith test is, right? Is, are these change agents, is this shit that we're dealing with, is this life that we have right now, is, what's the purpose in it? What's it here to teach me? How is it here to make me grow? You take on a different mindset then. Then it's like, oh my God, all this shit's happened to me. You're like, fuck it. Let me figure this out. Let me get through this. This is how you deal with your fears. The raw side of this YouTube mix is um, a fantastic way for me to communicate my message. I feel that I can help people have an impact. And I feel that my message can help people increase the quality and the clarity of their life. My message guides people to live a purpose-driven life. The point about teaching you about change and teaching people about how to manage their life is easy for me. The hard part, the fear part, was the camera. And having the confidence to say, hey, you guys need to hear my message. One of my greatest fears, if you talked to me six months ago about putting a camera up and going live on YouTube, I'd have been like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but I understand that I have to get through it because my message is important. I'm not here to tell you why you're having to deal with change. I don't know that. I'm here to help you identify the techniques that you'll need in your life to find out how you can better manage change. Because change is one of life's inevitabilities, right? Like it just doesn't go away. You have all the money in the world. You are still going to deal with change. Whether it's from a health perspective. You get sick. Even if you don't ever get sick. My grandfather, rest in peace. His girlfriend is 80 something. Takes no meds. A little bit of heart stuff. Healthy. Still had change. Because if you're going to grow, you're going to lose people. And you're going to gain people. I'm not here to tell you why people die, but I am here to explain to you and help you find a reason that you're going through that process. And it's about impact. 
It's a long ass introduction. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to you some more about change. I'm going to talk to you some more about impact. Um, I'm going to talk to you about some things that have impacted me this week. And I'm going to talk to my boy about what's impacted him. This is designed to be an organic conversation, so um, there's no script. We're just going to talk some shit and see where it goes. Um, welcome, my boy Roth. Hello, baby. What's going on, guys? How's it going? So, change. Damn it. Yeah, one Sweet of those. Enough one of those tough ones man trying to figure out the camera angle here for those of you on the podcast you can't hear us we're still trying to figure out the office thing I'm trying to figure out the best way um, to work this thing obviously I mean, I'm mean, uh, i starting a business and I don't have a lot of money to start that business and I'm trying to do what I can and this is the office this is where That's I work it. this is where I live it's for the magic and, right um one of the reasons why I have you on this first podcast um, is because of the inspiration, you know. Um, well, tell them exactly like what what I aspire to do. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. So I, as I mentioned earlier on the podcast, the fear of the camera was something that I had challenges with, yeah. and. I needed somebody to push me to just take the step forward with technology. You know, I blamed needing a millennial mm -hmm. to get started, to teach me about Instagram. And while I needed you, and I needed the lessons you provided me, even yeah. from the hashtags, and then it became the videos and the intro, and I would have never... Well, not say never, but I wouldn't have been where I am now, ready, yeah, without those experiences. And it's not just that it's the lessons that I got out of that, or that I'm here, or that I start. We started doing the videos. Yeah, it's all of the the things that led up to that. Like our connection is Jose. Uh, that's what I say all the time. It's the craziest thing, because I mean, who would have known going through our friend Jose? I would have met Joel, knowing. Not even knowing that Joe needed assistance with the camera, social media, and the whole nine yards, which is what I've studied deeply, you know? I've spent countless hours researching social media, marketing, cameras, podcasting, the whole nine yards, to then one day, we meet up at Starbucks. Here we are, that's right. And here we are. That's exactly Starbucks. how it went yeah. down. Yeah, because really, I, if you hadn't done the Anchor podcast, I wouldn't have done the Anchor podcast. Yeah. You know, if you didn't tell me 30 hashtags. Yeah. You know, now I'm going online, I'm looking up best hashtags. And, and you're, seeing, you're seeing the difference. That's it's, right. I did. I'm getting 10 followers a day sometimes. Dude, it's... And I'm learning the game still. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I no, didn't know, okay. man. This, it, the crazy thing is this game, the social media game, you're never going to learn it completely. No. It it's, hurts it's my so feelings moving. a little bit, dude. Yeah, yeah it does. Like, I'm looking at my followers, yeah, and yeah, I'm looking, yeah. looking, looking, I'm like, wait a minute, man, I lost five followers today. <laughs> I didn't do shit. Where, like, where are they at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized that's the game is is that you follow, 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 and then unfollow. Yeah. You know, or is it not? Because like, my feelings were like, is it, like I look at somebody's 
Instagram, and I'm like, okay, you're following 200 people, and you've got 15,000 followers. That's cool as fuck. There's there's different tactics. You know, some people buy followers, but since we're trying to be organic here, um, it's just release content. They'll come. You put those 30 hashtags, and they're coming. So then, you know, that's another thing with the content. You know, Gary V is his big thing. By the way, Gary V, if you're listening to this, if you listen to this, brother. Yeah, man. Inspiration. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, like he says, you know, just be organic, put out content, put out content, put out content. They're going to come. People are going to listen. There's somebody that needs change right now that's hopefully going to stumble across this and be like, holy shit. So that, that was a, that, that was a, a big deal for me. And I, I wouldn't have stumbled across Gary V um, without you, yeah. you know, because I, and part of that is because i surprisingly a little resistant to change. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I've been following these these motivational speakers for 25 years now, mm-hmm. and now when people follow them, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, you know, I already mm-hmm. been there, done that. And Gary V, the content, content, content. I was like, wait a minute, I got the content. Yeah. The rest of the shit, I'll out. just figure it out. Yeah. And then it was like, fuck it, let's go on YouTube, bro. Let's fucking and, do it. And and you know, and I'm, while this is happening, I'm thinking to myself, like, geez, dude. That UFC gym that I first met Jose at. Yeah. Okay, so originally when the gym opened up. There was, um, there was some people out front. They just sold me, you know, whatever. And then where I was living was right around the corner. I needed some place to punch bags. I didn't have it. I didn't go back to train. Mm-hmm. But I had a free pass to training session. Okay. I used it on Marcus. Okay. Big Marcus. Yeah, you know? I think I've seen him like And we were good in the UFC ring and we're punching, punch, 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 punch. Of course, I love that. But I'm not looking to just take rate. I want some skill yeah, set. Of course. And he says, go see my boy, Jose. Four years later, Jose and I are brothers, and I've you know become very skilled at the art exactly. that he's taught me. And um, you know, even from the the timing of Jose needing to be at the gym for that part of his life, and Marcus to be like, "Yo, man, um, you're cool. Fuck, let me send you to my boy." Where he could have easily said, "I can teach you some stuff." Um, like all there's millions of things that had to take place for that to happen. And then eventually, Jose ends up at the casino. And then, and then we're talking, right? Getting to know each other, and then he's like, talking some yeah, shit. You like talking about shit. a fight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start talking a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Start talking about martial arts. He's like, "Hey, you should meet my boy Joel." Blah blah blah. Finally met you. Yeah. And then, um, I never forget that one day we went to West Palm, and we're there at the bar, we're ordering drinks. It was so funny because we all pulled out business cards, and yeah. for some reason that's just a highlight in my head because it's like. Motivational speaker, gym owner, and entrepreneur here. You know, for some reason that that's always just been like a highlight in my head. And it's like all those leading up events. It's just like you said before in the intro. There's a purpose for it. That's right. You know, like what are the odds of we're here shooting this? So, so one of the I have a one of my cousins is really fucking smart man, and he believes. I mean, I haven't spoken to him in a little while about this, but he believes that everything is a statistical anomaly. Yeah. That the numbers would play out that way. Okay. So, I'm, I I don't... If the numbers do play out that way, I would I would have to believe that something set those numbers in place. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're not just here randomly. Mm-hmm. Because way too much shit bounces around purposely. Yeah. Um, for us to line up like that, like you put those three people at a bar one day having a drink in West Palm... An hour from where we first started. Exactly. Um, 
you know, like-minded people attract, you know, exactly. because the if you look at, like, the universe is one big bubble of energy, mm-hmm. you know, the things that are like are going to attract to each other, and if your mental, your growth mindset is, fuck, I want to be better, and I need people around me to make me better. Of course. Um, and there we put in the universe, the universe right. brings it back. That's right. Because, like, like you said, from that day, that, that moment of change... You know, because what would the, like, dude, I was doing Uber Eats. I applied at the casino. I was like, oh, if they hire me, whatever, fuck it. You know, if not, I'm going to keep applying. To then go there and that change to now we're building on each other. You know? It's a huge deal. It's it's no joke. Change is, like like Joel said, once you can identify what the purpose is in change, it becomes becomes something so... That's right just so powerful you know if you know it's there to teach you yeah of course then it's like because all of us have gone through a little suck if we're going to learn something you and I practice martial arts suck is part of that yeah of course but if you look at life as the same game you know um, an illness is the knockout punch Um, you know you losing your job would be a broken arm yeah it's not over it's not done but you're going to have to learn something different. You're exactly. going to have to master a different art. And and that's, it's, you know, and uh, I risk, sometimes I feel like I risk being a little preachy, but I'm in this shit too. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to figure out what the purpose in all this change is and, mm-hmm. um, and, and where it's supposed to take me. Mm-hmm. I just found the purpose of my life happened to be impacting others. Yeah. I just didn't know... Um, that I could take the fucking thing by the horns and run it. Yeah. I just let my life, you know, um, I was going to talk about this in a few minutes when I go into the talking about cancer. Um, dude, my life was like, it was amazing. And then I got sick and Justin's transplant and the years after that, Mm -hmm. I, I just, I was so foggy. I didn't realize what those things were supposed to do that they yeah. were change agents to teach mm-hmm. and um, you know I look back at that now as the suck to get me where I am now mm-hmm. some tricky shit sometimes you gotta go through rough patches to get to that seems to go. be um, that seems to be the, the deal I mean even now you know like I put on my flyer for the change mastery luncheon um, different than my previous flyers where I say I'm you know Joel Nagel which masters you know whatever whatever and then motivational speaker and I put cancer survivor in it mm-hmm. you know and I struggle with that because this could sound a little fucked up let me hear it but I don't necessarily feel like I deserve credit for beating cancer because I don't take any credit for getting it okay I went through radiation treatment. I sat in an isolation room and I was, you know, sick and whatever. And um, now, what happens after? You come out of fucking cancer battle and radiation, all that shit, and you're grateful, you're humble, you're trying to find some lessons in it. I think then you get a congratulations. Yeah. But to be a bitter asshole about it is difficult. Yeah. And and sometimes. And I say that sometimes, like, you can be a bitter asshole about it, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, for instance, um, the Wish Kid that I'm going to do the podcast with, or any of the Wish Kids, mm-hmm. 
you don't see these kids angry too much. No, I mean, the younger kids you don't. The older ones they get a little angry, but it's more angry about what they can't do, not about yeah, yeah. you know. Parents are angry, fuck cancer, and as you should be, but kids not so much, mm-hmm. and because it's part of their life. Yeah. And if you're okay with things that are part of your life, then you can manipulate them and move forward through them. Yeah. It's a big part of what I get out of the foundation. I don't know how to make a wish. Mm-hmm. Is the grounding part of that. I mean, yeah, once you see things from a brighter perspective, and you see the bigger picture, you're not just looking at a quarter of the portrait. It, it, you just unlock. You just well, become a different person. I was such a dick, Rob. Okay, I came to... <laughs> oh, man. I... My parents sent me to military school, and I had no father. I just had no gu- guidance. Yeah. And all this energy, and I was in a bad neighborhood, and bad gangs, and bad trouble, and that became me, so I attracted that. And that was my identity, so I attracted that. I thought that was the way to do it. Yeah. And once I realized, fuck, man, I, I could be on the other side of this, do it. When it was just on. Yeah, but I mean, we have a similar story. Like, I was going down a bad route too, and then I got shoved into Christian school. And, you know, it it taught me a lot. I'm not religious, just saying, guys, but just being out of that atmosphere of the bad influences, you know, the bad gangs and all that shit, showed me a lot of things. Right. You know, and that's why I am who I am today. And, I mean, you can't really, you can't just stay stuck on those, you know? Right, they have to be... You, you you have to see... Like I said, I always use this reference. you got to see the big picture. Yeah. You, you just have to. You know? And if, if, you're stuck, if you're stuck seeing half of the picture... This was a problem with the environment that I was in. You know, I was in the hood, and we didn't think about our future. Or, it was just today. And... And no one give a fuck. Let's do know? it. Because if you're thinking about the end game, or even a five-year game, or a ten-year game... Yeah then you start to make decisions that impact that. Exactly. You know, that's new for me too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, um, that caught me a lot in my marriage to Justin's mom. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really think about the end game or what the relationships were going to be like. I needed that. Yeah. That, that atmosphere, but I didn't, I really wasn't thinking long game. Mm-hmm. And coming out of that in my life now, now it's just bigger picture. Yeah. And that's because I want to have a bigger impact. Yeah. I can tell you, dude, none of this shit, um, you're going to meet at the seminar a woman named Renee Jones. Um, I met her through the Life Alliance and Oregon Procurement Agency. We do the organ donation talks. Okay. Um, she's a donor mom. Her son, Trev, got fucking shot. Shit. And yeah, she had to donate. So she's obviously a big proponent of stop the violence. And it was a little over a year ago where she wanted to do a seminar and I was like, listen, let's do it at the building, the Renaissance. Yeah. She came, she did it, and I was allowed to be a guest speaker there. Nice. And it energized me because I've been doing this for a long time, but there was a long time that I stopped. Yeah. I think that's where you fuck up. When you stop using the gifts you have, your life inherently becomes miserable. Yeah. Because it dulls you out. We're shining yeah, lights. Yeah, of course, of course. Your your light's not shining. You right. just have the light switch off, and that's it's right. you become a robot. You know, and that's one thing that I've noticed when you're not doing the shit you love or the shit you enjoy. It's like 
That's why You're on autopilot. That's why you need a purpose. Exactly. That's why we guide people to live a purpose-driven life. Yeah. Because if you have that purpose, then you have a source of happiness. Exactly. A good example of that is my wife. Keep, you have something to keep chasing. You know, and mm-hmm. that's where that's where the lines get foggy where you're just working, 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 but there's no end goal. And that's why a lot of people sad, depression rates through the roof. Because you're not using your gifts, you that's know? Right. That's right. Yeah. And that's that's what's interesting, right? Like if so you have an impact whether you don't do anything or you do do something. Yeah, regardless there's an impact. Right. <laughs> whether it's positive or negative, it's up to you. That's right. You gotta be dynamic, yeah. you're gonna be fatty. I love it. It's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. So, if you, what kind of impact you want? So my end goal impact. Um, so a little bit of information on me. I didn't even give you my intro. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm gonna be 21 in a few weeks, actually. And I'm an entrepreneur. I started two businesses going on three and let's just go a little bit let's go a little bit back so my main impact and one thing that I've considered to be at least my task my mission one of my goals one of my purposes is to end the family curse of nine to five rat race and and being paycheck to paycheck you know my family struggles with money all the time and they do jobs they hate and I, I, for me, that that's so crushing. When I see this, it's just, it kills me. I lose a piece every time when I see this, you know? Because it's like, you have one life. Do what you love, you know? So for me, it's like, that's one of my, that's my biggest mission right now. Okay. Is to make sure I'm financially stable doing what I would love, along with unlocking that for my family. So you want to take care of your family? Or you're looking to just change the curse? Change you, the curse and, and change the curse and hopefully, you know, be able to supply for my family as well. Not take them all under my wing, but you know, I would love to buy my mom a house. Right. You know, we lived in an apartment and we still live in an apartment housing. So, you know, like it's like it's very uncomfortable, it's very small, and it's like I wanna get out of that situation. Yeah. You know, I wanna be like, Mom, here's a house. Thank you for everything. You know, even though we've had rough patches and everything, fuck it. It's, you know, it's interesting with the rough patches, right? Because that's moms, but if you put people who are the best of friends in the same room um, or in the same atmosphere for too long, you know, you, you tend to, human beings, we need a little space. Which is, like I like I mentioned before, me and my best friend, same thing. You know, we we're going through some rough patches. He was going through a lot of shit. And, you know, even though we're best friends, we have each other's back. But it's like, dude, sometimes, you know, you're going through shit. I hope you out as much as I can. But as soon as your shit starting to tie in with me, it's like, I got to kind of back up, you know? And that's what I think happened. And that's where... So let me ask you this. So, um, if I were to explain that reaction to you in a way that I did that to Jose. Okay, explain. Right? Like he's going through some shit and he's becomes a little needy. Okay. Right, where where my energy. Same thing for my best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I met him. I, I know the energy from it, right? So I could see. And some of us are like that at some times in our life, right? We're a little mm-hmm. more needy than others. But other times, you know, my son's got a friend right now that's that's needy as fuck, dude, and he didn't see it at first, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's like like your best friend's 
purpose is to teach you about your boundaries, maybe. So, and Jose gets needy for me, right? And I'm like, man, this nigga's fucking talking to me a lot, man. And I, I really can't. I don't want to deal with him. I'm, I'm, I got to back up, you know? And that means, you know, a couple calls missed, a couple text messages. Um, even though it's always justified to set your boundaries because you need them, if your boy's in need and that drags you down a little bit, you got to figure out. Which is exactly what happened, you know? Like, I'll give you some information on what really happened. It's, he was going through a breakup, and he bumped up some weight. So, I mean, kind of fall into a little bit of depression, you know? And it's like, shit, that's my boy, you know? And especially, like... Because there's three of us, there's three best friends, me, him, and Ryan, and it's like him being the one that got fit first, you know, he was like more or less the one that took the initiative in the group, you know, to see him like just fall down like that, and it's like, dude, and I'm telling him like, dude, come on, get back in shape, fuck it, it's just another girl, blah, 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 and it's like, nah, he hit down, and it's like, it got to the point where I'm like, down with him, and I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, I can't let my energy get twisted. Right. So that's where I took the step back. So there's and then, real quick, this is this is where like it gets mind-boggling for me. Cause at that same time, when I was like, nah, I gotta take a break. I stopped taking his calls, stopped answering right. messages. So just broke up with him. Yeah, essentially, right? Dude, I started working at the casino, and that's where I meet Jose. Dude, right. and it was just like like when I met you, it was just instant spark, and it was just like it was just that growth mind mm-hmm. and that same mentality. And I was like, huh, maybe I'm supposed to not chill with Miguel. Meet Jose, Joel, and everyone else I've met through Jose. And then, this is the craziest thing. I'm at home one day, and I'm like, dude, I feel like I need to talk to Miguel. And I haven't talked to him for like a year and a half. And I'm like, I think now's the time. And I talked to him. He just finished the jiu-jitsu tournament. Dude, mind completely changed. Positive. He's trying to get back on his shit. He went through some shit, right? Went through some shit. You saw him on broken ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, his mindset is still there. He's still like, dude, this is... He's like, look, this sucks. But I'm not done. Like, I'm going to... He, I helped him start his first YouTube channel. Right. You know, like... And I see the impact that I'm starting to have. And sometimes... And me and him actually talked about this. Like, sometimes it gets scary for me, though. Because, like... It's like, I'm having an impact. And it's like, great! But it's like, shit. <laughs> you know? I don't know. For me, it gets kind of scary. No, you know? I, don't and know. Especially, I don't know what the fear is. The, especially, the... it's like... Like, with you. You know, I had an impact on you. I'm only 20. You know? So, for me, it's like... How am I having an impact on you? I don't know if it's just me twisting my own noggin. What it is, it's just probably overthinking I think shit. The, I think the age part is overthinking. Yeah. Um, but like when I listen to Joe Rogan, I listen to this David Goggins, and I'm listening to these guys. You know, there's a perspective change for me, man. I, I like, like, I, my fucking message needs to go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this guy's doing it. And I'm like, yeah. like, oh my god, I want to fucking, I can do it. Of course. And that's that's the thing, is is that's the teach. Yeah. You know, like there's old Confucius say, sayings that the teacher appears when the student's ready. Yeah. And it's, if you didn't break up with your boy, yeah, you might not have had the mind or the time to go meet Jose. Yeah. And dude, it's crazy because now he's like, dude, like we've sat down and had deep conversations and he's like, bro, just for this last month we've been chilling, he's like, bro, you've just completely changed my mind. He's like, bro, like, I think, I think this was good. That you disappeared. I'm glad I met Joel. And it's like, he can see that, like, it was for the good. You feel me? And I see it too. And it's just like, that's where the whole universe shit comes in here. And it's just like, it just gets bananas, bro. Dude. All of those things happening. 
you know, they say people come into your life for a reason, for a season, for a lifetime. Yeah. And it's hard to identify the what. You know, because sometimes the people that come in for a reason feel like they're for a lifetime. Yeah. And they're not. Um, but on the other side of that, like, you, if you're not living in the moment, if you're not being present moment-minded, if you're not self-actualized enough, if you're fucking drunk and high and wasted all day long, you're never going to be open enough to identify the intuition, yeah, the gut, yeah, yeah. The, like you said, I knew I needed to talk to him that day. Yeah. Um, dude, like it was the weirdest thing. I was that's twitching. Right. That's right. Now listen, dude, imagine babies yeah. and cats Okay. both have that same intuition. Really? But they're both, they're models of how we should be. Really? Dude, you never once in your fucking life hear a baby. I mean, you can't obviously communicate that, but they don't feel bad about crying. They don't feel bad about You're communicating right. what they want. They don't think back about how fucked up yesterday was and, oh my God, am I not going to be good tomorrow? They are present moment minded beings and then society fucking snatches that. You're so we take fucking it. Right. No, 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 no. You can't be happy for that. That's mind blowing. Oh, you oh, want to go run around and be in the woods and enjoy the grass? No, fuck that. Come into class and sit down. Dad. Mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was just like, <laughs> my brain just went, <laughs> You Holy know, fuck, you're um, right. This happens a lot with Joe, by the way. Just just saying. There's a lot of mind unlockings and shit. <laughs> At least funny. for me. That's funny. That's the goal. I like that. I like that. So, um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. That was good. Um, Babies and society coming in here saying you can't fucking and, 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 and Right, and, and being able to identify, have being clear enough to identify that I need to move this way. Because you can't, like, it's not something that you turn on. Yeah. Right? Like, like you have to figure out that that's... You have to learn to trust your gut again. Exactly. Because you get... Dude, I mean, by the time you're 15, your gut has and scarred you from somebody like... like and it's, it's the craziest thing because I listen to all these successful people and they're like, just trust your gut. Yeah. They, they say it all the time. It's they're hard. like, they're like when you can be 100% confident in yourself and you can right. trust what's in there... The, the two need each other because if you're confident in yourself... There's a level of I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Super confident people. Yeah. I, I admire like the fat fuckers that can wear the, the bikinis and the and the shit real tight. Like, dude, I I'm nervous now. My yeah. like, like, like that level of confidence means you just don't and it's because you are so in tune with what you want and who you are. I admire that about you. You don't give a fuck. My boy Jay, my wife, dude, they know what they want. And they don't it's not that they don't give a fuck. About anyone else but what they want is what they're going to get yeah thankfully they're nice people and what they want is not to hurt but um, I admire that because I'm more of the accommodator I'm I, I'm that I'm that to a an extent you know like dude I fucking wear whatever you know like I, yeah. I, I, I don't really give a shit if you got something to say goes in and, and out you know unless you say something that really caught my attention where it sticks and it's positive right fuck it. other than that it's going in and out you know but that's to an extent. <laughs> no, sure. That's and you know that's the idea. Tony Robbins talks about how brain, how thoughts and words and shit come across our brain, and our choice is what we pull out of that to think about. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you let some stuff through, and that's what's interesting, also, right? Because the things that bug you also have a purpose. Yeah. Your thoughts, when you have them, also have a purpose. Yeah. 
whether that purpose is to just tell you to shut the fuck up inside your head, yeah, or that purpose is to get you to turn right somewhere, yeah, you know, to save you time, or um, when you got stuck somewhere with that flat tire, or you know, um, and it's tricky, dude, being able to being able to identify that is is hard for me. It feels like the key to success because the moment that I stopped worrying so much about what people thought about how I looked because self-image has been my plague my whole life yeah my dudes my whole life I, I for me that that's a huge one too because now like I'm not as fit as I used to be right and I can see it's taking a toll on me yeah you're ugly as fuck dude you need to work your muscle in your face I'm sorry I don't know how to really do that <laughs> shit I gotta smile more or something right it's... <laughs> but I, I got yeah. you so you know and that that's but I feel like, and like you said, everyone has those bad patches. And so it's let's, let's before we get into bad patches, yeah. let's talk about that. So, the feeling of the feeling you get when you're not happy with the way you look, right, has a purpose. For me, that's motivation. I look at myself and I'm like, "You're a fucking fat school bus. Get to work." You're a school bus. That's what you call it. A fat school bus. That's like amazing. A big ass school that's bus. Dude. Dude, I went to fat camp when I was younger. I never heard of fat school bus before. <laughs> I like camp? yeah, it was fucking. It was the greatest time of my life. Really? Oh my god! What? It was amazing. I, like I've heard of those, but I didn't know like free of fucking judgment, dude. Really? Great watchers camp. I met friends, dude, that I still talk to today. That's crazy. Yeah, like like it was legit. Fat camp. The the great. It was it was amazing. That's awesome. Um, it wasn't called fat camp. Okay. They did a movie on MTV about. It. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never yeah. Seen so, anyways, um, I haven't heard about that. And <laughs> the fat school bus. So. But you know that, like, I look at myself in the mirror, like, I just dropped a weight. I was 230. Now, I weighed myself today at 208. And I've been, dude, I've been grinding. I'm hitting the gym. I'm running. And I'm like, nah, bro, you gotta get back in shape, you know? Because you're not content with yourself, but you can change it, you know? So, fucking put in the work. Right, that's the empowerment, right? That's Exactly. And, you know, to organizations, people, my company, the idea is that once you're empowered with the decision making process that you can influence that yeah. it's a it's a game changer dude dude it is insane and when I look and compare when I was super fit dude I was on top of the world yeah like, Joe Rogan was just talking about David Goggins that you, was, you work that out that, that you get you suffer in your head through the training yes. you're not everywhere else yes it's insane like it is insane because now that I don't work out as much, it's like my head's everywhere. But when I work out and like when I was super fit, working out hard as fuck, it's like work out, put all the pain in there, and then tackle what I gotta get done. No second thoughts, no fucking distraction. It was just like boom, 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 and it's like I missed that. So let's get it back, you know. And that 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 applies to anything, you know. When people fall in patches with, they lost their job. Right. Or the whole nine yards. This can be applied to anything. Anyway. So that that I want that reminds me. I wanted to talk to you earlier about your friend. Um, yeah. I met a lady today when I was waiting at the. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't really meet her. And I wasn't Chatting. engaging with her as okay. I usually am, with people. But I felt so. There's for me. There's two kinds of people. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, this is a huge generalization. Picture a huge hole in the ground. Okay. Just a huge hole. And it's fucking a 20-foot diameter, 18-foot hole. Shit. Okay. And there's a ladder. Okay. From the top to the bottom. And the bottom of that hole is where we are emotionally when we're sad and depressed. 
Okay. Every single human being will experience that in their life. Yes. It's just part due to the chemical side of it. You, your body, your thyroid is going to change. You're going to feel depression. Yes. The two different kinds of people are is that most of us, not everybody has friends or anyone that's willing to help them. When you reach to help someone who's down and you reach down on that ladder, that person is going to want to do one of two things. Use you to help come up or use you to try to pull you down. And if you can identify that, then you know which one to let go. Hmm. And that's really the trick in it, right? Like the people that are around you, you've chosen that. You've attracted that. And did you attract them there because, like, did you have that need to talk to your boy that day because um, that was for you or because you were for him? Like, he needed you more. Yeah. Right? But you needed him for the reflection because without him sort of validating, look at the difference. Because none of us know the old ref. Yeah. Only he does. And that validation's real shit. For me? And that's the thing. I also felt like it was needed for myself, too, because I was also fighting some demons. Not as much, right. you know, because I've overcome a lot with this last year and a half. But, yeah, no, I felt like it was only some things that I could talk to him about because you wouldn't, you just wouldn't know. You weren't there back then when I was fucking doing all my nonsense and who I was before then, you know? So talking to him was like a real slap in the face because he can give me the cold truth reality and I can do the same. Yeah. You Check know? you on your shit. Exactly. Right. You know, and I feel like everyone should have that one friend that's just like, yo, this is what it is, brother. You know, and if, I honestly feel like everyone should be like that. Well, so that's interesting. That's sort of what my life coaching business is. Yeah. People paying me to yeah, help give them the hard to give them the real shit. Right. Yeah. Because you don't have to be a dick, but no, not so, a dick, but just sometimes you know, that motherfucker, you're being a dumbass. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people just take it like that, you know. You just they, they need to hear it, you know. That's even um, I, I in learning about myself and talking to other people and in teaching. If the message bothers you, that's the lesson. Yeah, that's and, if, and if lessons you don't bugged, mean you've learned. Lessons are part of the teaching program. Yeah. If it's bugging you, that then you need to see what is going that's on. That's right, because if you find that what, it's probably something you would like to change. Yeah. And that's where change management comes. Boom. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Whatever's bugging you is the lesson, so you need to sit down and see what the fuck's going on. That's right. Wow. Never thought of it. Like and that. it's difficult because when you're in the middle of it, right, like... Oh, yeah, I mean... If you have someone on your shoulder going, no, 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 wait, 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 just think. Is there a bigger reason for this? That's really... Yeah, the voice doesn't come in that often. Oh, my God. Dude. You're but just in it. You're like... That, that's part of the practice, right? Like, I was talking... We were talking earlier about intuition. Like, you need times like your friend. You need moments where I've needed... I needed to call him and their purpose behind that. Validation for the gut. Yeah. We need more of those validations mm-hmm. so we can trust our gut more because... Exactly. We're, we live in a, I guess, I don't know if the word right wording is abstract world, but we, we like to see what things are going to do for us. Yeah, yeah. And if we can't really see, we're not sure, we just have to trust that it, the faith is okay. It's hard, man. It's hard. Even with illness, dude. You know, like my like for the kind of cancer I had, Justin's transplant, um, if you get the, if you get biliary atresia, you need a transplant. You get the transplant, you manage it this way. You get thyroid cancer, they pull the thyroid out, you go through radiation treatment, you go through a process after that, you'll be good to go. 
You could see it. And there was so much comfort in that. The other side of that, oh, hey, you have a disease and we're not really sure how to manage it. Fuck. Right. Now it's like, whoa. What the whoa. fuck? And life is the same way. If you, the only control you have is how you perceive it. Yeah. And if you're grateful for all of the things that happened, like, dude, this morning I was leaving Dunkin' Donuts and it was a bad experience at Dunkin' Donuts for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I never take coffee back, but they gave me a decaf. I can't, I just can't, like, force the yeah. flavor. And they hooked it up, no problems. Get in the car, go back in on the road. I get in front of somebody who did this lady was waiting to take her right fucking like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Finally, give her a little beep. And dude, she gives me the finger. Oh, fuck. What the fuck is the purpose in that shit? You know what I mean? So like, he was just like, angry. like, really, man? Like, but. You don't know what she's going through. She. That's right. I was, I was, right I was now mad, she's dude. probably on the phone. I was mad for like two minutes, pissed. Like, oh, man, I, I hope you. Yeah. But there's a reason for it, man. Yeah. You know? Um. And I don't know what the reason is. You know? Um, but I was pissed off. I lost faith for a little minute. A little, you know, maybe... I don't know what a little minute is. But maybe there is... Some old... You know, like, 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 let's say I wasn't... Um, maybe I'm wiping off karma. Could be. For all the assholeness I did. Could be. Could be. You know? And then in which case, thank you. The challenge with karma is, like, the real truth karma is that you earn karma over lifetimes. That's the bitch. Fuck. So what you do now and what you do, who who knows? But if you can help, you should. Yeah. Well, you can't force people to be helpful. You can't, yeah. Or can you? The Chinese, uh, you know, The Art of War? You heard about this book no. by Lao Tzu? No. The Art of War, it's a, it's a, a centuries-old <laughs> book written by one of China's great Confucius philosophers about war. Okay. And it talks about and uh, a social credit that if you force people to behave a certain way, eventually they will just be that way. Hmm. China now has a social score, like a credit score. What? You don't volunteer, you're an asshole, you get arrested for stuff, you lose on your social score. And that impacts your taxes. And so they're forcing the people to be nicer, That's what that which is. forces you to act kinder to people. Yeah. Listen, I'm not agreeing with it. Okay. And I don't think that... Ultimately, that, that that's essentially making robots you kind of put into perspective. That's right, because naturally sometimes people are dicks. Yeah. But... Um, but sometimes you need dicks in the world just because, you know? That dick is going to teach you a lesson. That's a lot. That's that's a big statement. That's, I'm going to sniff at that le- out. At least for me. I'm, I'm going to sniff that me. out and post that on your Instagram. <laughs> sometimes you need a dick. <laughs> Sometimes you need a douchebag. No, so so if that wasn't the case, then the tragedy of the world loses its purpose because we're talking about accidents, right? Or no accidents. Um, let's go with the Holocaust, right? I have a family that had. I mean, their fucking gravestones were used as bricks in the street for the for the Nazis. Like they were like they they were part. They were killed and murdered, and. God didn't screw up. The universe didn't make a mistake and it all just grow this big, you know? There was a purpose behind that. I don't know what it is. Oftentimes, behind the greatest strategy, there there comes the greatest peace. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what the fuck? 9-11? Yeah. You know? Forget about the purpose, like like how it happened or who did it or, or who let what. Those 3,000 people and then all of the thousands that are sick and dying from that shit... Um, 
have a purpose. And a lot of that is fostered inspiration. Yeah. Dude, all the guys when they came home from World War II, right, there were no suburban areas. Okay. There was no suburbia. The surgery, the tools, the housing, everything they learned over there, they brought home and it made this country. Okay. Sure. You know, not that I would say, listen, you know, the 50 million people that died in World War II were worth it. I think ultimately those wars are dumb as fuck. Yeah. Because they're guys fighting over land that they should be sharing. Yeah. I also believe there should be governance because people are dumb. Mm-hmm. Like there's some people that are just, that need police intervention. Yeah, for sure. You know? So I was going to get into a talk about change and organizational change, but I don't think I want to do that. I think I'm going to leave it um, because I like the content of our podcast. Yeah, really good. You know, and, you know, again, with the raw part of it, um, you know, trying to figure out what people want to listen to. Yeah. I have a hard time ever listening to a three-hour podcast at once. So I wonder, is the hour or the 30 minutes or the four? I don't know yet. Still trying to figure it out. There's research shown that um, YouTube videos, the most viewed videos now, 20, 30 minutes long. Yeah, 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, what do you got? You got any questions? No, I like the, I like the, what we, I like the little run we just had. You like that? It's all good, right? Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm going to leave this change thing for something else. Yeah. Um... I think that's about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this podcast should have certainly left some people with something to think about. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hopefully our stories and testimonials touch a few people. And that's the goal, right? Is like is that people getting off going, man, whoa, wow. That's everything does that. Whoa. Mm. You know? Um, and then, right before they get done, what I would really hope they do is they go to Eventbrite and they look up the Change Mastery Luncheon. Right. And they buy tickets. Right. And then they come have lunch with me and they learn, they change their Hands life on, in three hours. Yeah. And you're going to walk out of that seminar with tools and resources that are going to help you deal with change. As soon as you walk out of the seminar, you'll be able to deal with things in your life differently. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm going to start pushing out my flyers and get the seminar rolling and see how many people we can impact. For sure. So thank you guys for taking a moment or 51 moments and uh, listening to us. If you'd like to advertise with us, reach out. Um, dynamicimpact.co, donatelife8703 at gmail.com, fatimpact at gmail. Um, find us. You should have subscribed. I hope you subscribe. Um, drop a like. Yep. Drop a like. And um, have a great day. Stay grateful. We'll be back on soon. And again, thank you.